Hello, everybody, and welcome to Alien Talk Podcast. This is where we discuss all things about aliens and UFOs, and where we always push the limits of our understanding. We are your hosts, Joe Landry and Roy Olford, here again to bring you a fascinating show out across the World Wide Web as we continue exploring the manifold topics surrounding the idea of extraterrestrial beings, the mystery of UFO encounters, the studies of paranormal occurrences, and other perplexing enigmas that make up this ever-mysterious world in which we live. We're very glad to have you here with us for yet another great discussion. And you know, there never seems to be a shortage of topics and stories that cover when it comes to aliens and UFOs. And and that seems to be true as they are making the news now more than ever, right, Lori? I mean, I, I really don't recall uh, uh, catching so much about ETs and unidentified objects from regular media sources uh, like what has been presented in, in just the last few years. Yeah, you're right about that, Joe. Um, I, I don't recall this much coverage either. Uh, even just 10 years ago, it didn't seem like you would want or you would find as uh, many stories about UFOs and UAPs like you do now. Really, it's uh, just in the past two years. According to uh, Bill Chappell of National Public Radio, dated January 13th of this year, there have been over 336 new reports being handled by the Pentagon about ETs and so-called non-Earth or non-human flying objects. Uh, even the major news networks talk about it, and they're talking a lot about it. Right, and according to Nicholas uh, Ryman uh, with Forbes.com, uh, this dated January 12th of this year, the number of sightings that have been reported have increased nearly 70% uh, just since 2021. That's only two years ago. And that's a really significant jump, and it shows that this is mainstream stuff now. At one time, any conversation about alien life of, or, or something about non-human spacecraft or non-human aircraft, it would have been considered a frivolous one. Most serious-minded people would have thought that there was nothing of any real substance to it, and, and we usually want not to be bothered with spending a whole lot of time talking about something like that. But uh, yeah, now we have members of Congress and high-level government officials who are publicly mentioning it on the news, on TV, on radio. Uh, in, in some cases, they are affirming their existence. I mean, if you remember, I, I think it was in uh, 2008 that former Canadian defense minister, Paul Hellyer, uh, he stated at a, a publicized uh, televised press conference that his country has had contact with alien beings. So it has definitely changed from the time when folks would usually sort of give you that, that weird look <laughs> Uh, for talking about this kind of stuff. Now it is so integrated into our pop culture and our contemporary folklore and our uh, media uh, sources that people don't find it odd at all to ponder and discuss it. Uh, hence the reason why this podcast is doing so well these days, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there are officials from all over the world who have said that. Uh, they've been uh, saying it for years, and they continue to say it. Look at the uh, former Israeli director of uh, space operations, I am Eshad, or Eshid. Um, that guy came out and publicly claimed that there were there are alien bases on Mars and that there is a galactic federation out there that is routinely visiting Earth. Yeah, that is a very audacious statement to make, I must say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. So, you know, some of this sounds like pretty extreme outlandish stuff that you would normally dismiss as crazy, insane babble, right? The uh, problem is this isn't coming from some wacko bum on the streets. 
um, these are educated people in high positions of government and academia. So we have to wonder what exactly they are talking about and what information have they obtained throughout their professions that makes them so bold as to make such public claims. I mean, you and I wouldn't put our reputations on the line that, you know, like that, unless we were 100% sure we could back it up. So I imagine all of those guys would think the same way, right? Yeah, for sure. And these questions about alien life and UFOs, I mean, like we said, they've now been brought up in congressional hearings. Um, Just back in May of last year and in June of uh, the year before, in 2021, uh, both the House and Senate Intelligence Committees have received reports from the Pentagon about the more than 650 incidents that have been documented and analyzed uh, just since the early 2000s. Uh, According to a recent survey at the University of Virginia by Eric Williamson, uh, 19% of academics, that's professors and uh, tenured professors, as well as, you know, graduate assistants, uh, say that they have encountered strange sightings but wanted anonymity uh, because they were afraid of the stigma that would bring to their careers. Well, I think it's normal for people everywhere to genuinely uh, want to know if it can possibly be true that there is such a thing as an alien spacecraft out there. And lately, all of the media sites out there, whether on television, radio, newspapers, or even the Internet, have been inundated us with, uh, with headlines saying, saying uh, as much. I mean, just look at the sensation that uh, was caused by the Chinese spy balloon and the subsequent uh, other objects which were shot down. Uh, all of that was presented rather dramatically, you might say, without offering any satisfactory explanation. Yeah, it truly, it, it, there wasn't any real explanation given it's just sort of been they moved on uh, the media at this point and or or you and i have mentioned before you know the idea of of humanity as a whole um that that we may not be ready for what is called the first contact uh this has not occurred is you know in in any of our historical records or you know um, recent times and we can't say that this has occurred uh and what is this would be the big one the first contact It'd be like what you see in the movies. It wouldn't be these unverified, you know, stories without evidence, uh, stories about sightings and abductions. Um, it, it'd be something which everyone who witnesses cannot reasonably deny that it is real and that aliens are real and that we as humans are now face to face knowing that we are not alone in the universe. And that would be a very complex set of psychological processes that would be put into play for all of us. And I think as exciting as the possibility is that we might encounter extraterrestrial life forms, we also can't discount the part of it that is uh, actually rather frightening. I mean, after all, this would change everything that we've come to know and believe about ourselves um, and our world throughout our entire lives. And and something tells me that that won't come as easy as we think to make that change. Uh, this might have something to do uh, with the obsession about it. I mean, it's, it's a big deal. This turns out to be true. This changes everything. And I think uh, we, we obsess about it and think about it and talk about it. Maybe as a way to put our minds at ease, maybe lessen some of the anxiety. Yeah, it's like a scary movie. We, we just can't keep our eyes off of it. <laughs> yeah. um, well, it seems that more and more people are feeling comfortable about uh, you know talking about it and, and saying out loud that they had an encounter of some kind. 
we find that with recent uh, with well, we find that with this uh, recent incident in Las Vegas on May first, which became a big media storm and caught everyone's attention. Now there are plenty of blogs and posts and news feeds about it. If if you type this incident in online, you will receive quite a bit of information. Um, it happened on May first, twenty twenty three, just after midnight, where According to a Fox News headline dated June 10th, 2023, it stated, crashed Las Vegas UFO witnessed terrified by eight-foot creatures in his backyard. 100% not human. Now, this is something like out of the Twilight Zone, not a news headline from one of the major networks. This is something that should normally be announced for when disclosure happens. You know, or, or was this it? Um, the headline also said that a renowned or journalists spoke to the family, and there wasn't a hint of it being a hoax. Yeah, you know, I find it interesting that this creature was said to be a giant. Uh, they said it was eight feet tall. And this makes you think of the Anunnaki and the Nephilim, right, who were supposedly eight to ten feet in height, maybe even taller. Uh, and this goes against the popular image that people tend to have about aliens, you know, like the greys. You often hear about little green men. Uh, we often think about them as rather small, and they're often depicted that way in a lot of the artistic creations, uh, you know, comic books and cartoons and such. But with this incident, we have the citizens saying that they're bigger than humans. So you have to wonder is, is there's a connection here with the ancient astronaut concept that we're seeing today. Yeah, and I think it also supports the apostasy that there are multiple species of alien beings. Not all of them are small little grays. Uh, some are reptilian, which the Anunnaki may have been. Uh, some are the Pleiadians or the Pleiades, uh, from the, from the Pleiades. Um, they're normally called the Nordic looking ones, and you know, they're very tall and very slender as as well as uh, pale white. And some are gnomos, like the uh, fish-like water dwellers of the African Dogon. Um, so they can come in a, a variety of appearances. But what did happen in Vegas to garner such media attention about a UFO crashing in a very populated city? Well, on May 1st, just about two months ago, shortly after midnight, a Las Vegas Metro police officer was out at a residential street when his body camera caught a large green fireball streaking through the sky. It was a pretty big one. Uh, residents in Nevada, California, Arizona, and Utah all um, reported seeing the bright green light shoot across the sky. So you can hear on the recording of the uh, the officer talking to, to others on his squad about seeing the light. And many people at this point were saying that it was a meteor. Um, about 30 to 40 minutes later, a 911 call comes in to the communication center by a young man relaying the eerie story of something crashing in his backyard and then seeing something emerge near his house. The caller is only identified as Angel, and he says that something had crashed in the yard to where, you know, they felt the energy from it. And he then said that they heard footsteps and saw like an eight-foot tall beings with big eyes and big mouths looking at him from behind every machinery that was on the property. And, you know, after hearing and reading about this story, I can't help but be reminded of that scene in the movie Signs staring uh, Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix, where Phoenix's character is listening to the news broadcast about 
someone who filmed a creature on uh, on home video in a yard. And once it appeared, it scared the crap out of him and me when I was watching it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, this guy, Angel, he did say that he was scared. He was, he was too scared to even move. Uh, and I mean, he's, it sounds like he's really seen something. I mean, it sounds he's being sincere. And the fact that this is a nighttime, and yeah, that makes it all the scarier, right? Yeah, well, definitely. So, so anyway, uh, according to a Fox News headline, he he described a tall, skinny, uh, greenish colored creature, and it was about eight to ten feet tall. And he is quoted as saying, "I looked at it in the eyes, and my body just froze, like having sleep paralysis." And another witness told the police that it had a weird-looking face, big feet, big shiny eyes, and a big mouth. And I think he went on to say, I, I can hear its loud, deep breathing and its stomach kept moving. So he would just stare at me, and seconds later, I could move again. So what's being described doesn't sound like an alien gray to me, but instead more like a reptilian. Uh, it had greenish skin, big eyes, big mouth, big feet, and was large. I think that is a spot-on description of a reptilian. And yeah, uh, it, it does indeed make you think of the words that would you know, have been used by characters from the Bible and from uh, Babylonian mythology. Yeah, I mean, Ezekiel and, and Daniel and John the Evangelist, uh, they all reference the unnatural size uh, of what they see when they encounter uh, things like angels and seraphim. Uh, they basically say that they were struck with such fear that they felt as though they were dead. And we kind of get the same impression from from these folks uh, when they're we're describing what they see. Uh, that they're just scared uh, straight. They can't even move. They're so afraid. So we're going to go ahead and play the, that uh, audio clip of the 911 call for those of you out there who may not have heard it for yourselves. Uh, it can be found on many sites to include YouTube. So obviously opinions are going to vary as to the legitimacy of all of this. Uh, but, you know, the call was rather chilling. The call was real. So it's a real call to the 911 uh, communication center in, in Las Vegas. And it's chilling in how the person talking about what is happening, at least what he seems to believe is really happening. So here it is, and this uh, clip is actually from uh, ABC Channel 7 in Chicago. Okay. Hey, my boss, we're working at a truck in our backyard, and we have a big lot outside, right? Correct? back after a quick break. Hi, and welcome to Hiss and Tell, a cat podcast where we delve deep into the fascinating world of feline behavior with your host, me, Christina Wilson, a professional animal behaviorist. 
Each episode features insightful discussions with leading veterinarians, dedicated researchers and scientists, experts in cat behavior and training, and so much more. Join me as we decode the complexities of pet loss, unravel the mysteries of feline health and behavior, and discover the latest research findings. I'll meet you at Hiss and Tell. I mean, bizarre. I mean, he, he could be making it all up, right? Uh, but he stays with the call taker the whole time and insists that he is not making it up, uh, not BSing. He says it is 100% not human. And you can tell that he is scared. Uh, he's not giggling. Uh, he's not sounding phony in the, his tone of voice. He seems to be genuinely afraid of what is going on before his eyes. Yeah, indeed. And uh, we have to ask, why would he even call at that time and make such an outrageous statement to 911 if he didn't witness something, right? Um, we have to think about his mindset and his family as well, who were all there to greet the police officers when they when they showed up. Now, the police end up clearing this call and decided that there was no hoax and closed the whole incident as uh, unknown suspicious activity. Also, uh, um, uh, there is a law against false reporting to law enforcement, and the officers believe that these people were not making something up. Uh, they weren't arrested or even called mentally disturbed, or the code we use in the business is 1096. <laughs> um, but they accepted what the people believe that they saw and that it terrified them. Um, another strange thing about this case is that the officers blocked the body cam footage when they went to the backyard. And the uh, excuse given was that they didn't want to show it because it was on private property. Uh, I mean, how is that? As a cop, I don't remember there ever being a policy about that. Do you? Yeah, I, I found that to be really weird. Um, I, I guess what we need to know is you know, what is the policy of uh, Las Vegas Metro for not recording on private property, you know, if they even have such a thing. Um, however, it, it, it's uh, impossible for that to be feasible. You know, I mean, just just think just by them being on those people's front yard, being in the front yard, the camera is showing private property. Um, the calls you respond to are a lot of times on private property. If they're going to a domestic disturbance or any crime going on inside of a house, the camera has to be on. And of course, that is private property. And certainly if the crime is occurring in the backyard, the camera must be turned on. The whole purpose of the body cam is to provide transparency on police activity and interaction with the public and turning it off defeats that purpose. And as you know, far as I know, it is against policy to deliberately turn off the body cam while on a call. So I don't know how or why that decision was made. It is not typical for cops to do that. That, that should raise a question in and of itself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, sure. Um, wh why is it that you are able to see police go inside people's homes on TV shows like Cops and uh, the most recent uh, Live PD? Um, I think it was a lame excuse, and it doesn't make any sense. And every fellow cop out there should agree with that. The only reason that uh, that seems plausible for them to do that is that they're was something in the backyard that is not supposed to be seen, something otherworldly, perhaps. Now, actually, I don't believe they turned them off at all. The, the footage was blocked out like it was uh, redacted. Uh, in our department, we, uh, you know, we can mute the audio, but we cannot black it out. And one thing we have to keep in mind here is that this body cam footage was not live. It, it wasn't streaming. 
So it would have been reviewed by the police command staff and, you know, their public information officers before it was even sent to the news outlets. Now, here's the other thing. If you watch these videos about this incident and, you know, read some of the comments, um, you, you see some people claiming to, you know, for it to be fake or it's an oak or uh, a hoax. Well, fair enough, but consider this and really think about it. If it was a hoax, it would have been found out by the police. Uh, it's hard to fathom that they wouldn't have, you know, as it shouldn't uh, be difficult to establish the evidence threshold for that. So why weren't the people arrested? You know, to make a false report to law enforcement is a misdemeanor offense. At least you know, it hit his ear in Arizona. Um, and Las Vegas Metro even had detectives respond after the initial report. And they, too, found that the family had not committed a crime and therefore determined that it was not a hoax. Right. Whatever they said they saw, the detectives determined that they did indeed believe that they, they saw it. And we're not making up to play a prank. Um, that's part of law um, false reporting. <clears throat> that's part of false reporting is to knowingly say something that is untrue or to state or withhold some piece of information in such a way that a reasonable person would find it to be deceitful. You have to know you're, you're doing it. And that element was never established. So the point of it being a hoax or a, a lie was ruled out. That people were sincere and called the police in good faith. They believed what they were seeing. Uh, also, when you look at the video from the body camera, when it goes black at that part when they are starting to walk into the backyard, it doesn't look the way it normally does when the, the thing gets turned off. Um, I, I've reviewed quite a bit of Axon footage, Axon being the manufacturer of the uh, body cam system that's used by law enforcement agencies around the country. And it just doesn't look like what it does when the video is turned off at the module. It just looks different. I, I, it's like I, like a big black triangle or something kind of came across it. I, I don't think the officers, you know, actually turned it off themselves. It didn't even look like it was done by them. But instead, it seemed like someone else had edited that part out of it much later on. Yeah, uh, I believe there is a way to do redactions on recordings. So that may be what happened. And that is something that is done by someone at a higher port, uh, position of authority, not the guys in the field. You're right. It does look different, like a black rec rectangle sort of, you know, slides across the screen. I've never seen it look like that. Yeah, me either. Um, so it, it, most likely someone else did that. And the only thing sensible, the only sensible reason to do that, I think, is uh, that possibly Las Vegas Metro or maybe even the Air Force, maybe Air Force Office, a special investigation, the OSI uh, saw it and they did not want whatever was there to be released. As we all know, body camera footage is considered public records. So just like, you know, police reports are. So it can be requested by anybody. And of course, they, they will be redacted prior to public release to guard sensitive information. So the point is that there is something special about that backyard. And it's not because it's private property. That's just a ruse. Uh, there are tons of body cam footage of people's backyards and all of the Axon video files that are out there. I mean, you can even hear an, an officer at the end of that call, he's saying jokingly to the people as he's leaving, you know, something like, hey, don't call us for, for that. We're not, we're not going to deal with that. <laughs> Again, that's odd. And that's not how we usually end things. We usually say the opposite, right? We, we say, you know, call us if anything happens. I mean, that's the job of a first responder. So that comment to me as a first responder seems strange. 
and also a little unprofessional. Yeah, I agree. Um, we could have been joking or making fun of what had just occurred. I don't know, but I, I certainly don't remember ever saying to the citizens, especially if it was a, uh, a matter of importance. Uh, I think he also said like, you know, I think you guys can probably deal with that yourself. Um, but I'm thinking maybe he was acting like he was, you know, uh, afraid of what they were talking about was in the backyard. I, I don't know. Yeah. It, but, seemed, it just seemed goofy. It just like, yeah, it just seemed goofy. Right. And like you said, I'm professional, but um, but in their sort of jest, uh, they, they seem to imply that there is something there, like something is going on, and they don't seem to be discounting the uh, the whole incident uh, as a bunch of crazy uh, crazy people who, who are out of their minds. So what exactly is going on uh, on here? Um, now, one thing we must keep in mind about this is that it occurred in Las Vegas, which is near where Area 51 is located. Uh, if the creature is similar to what would be described as a reptilian, then there could be a connection. Now, this alien species is said to supposedly be operating underground and were at one time caught up in a uh, firefight with the U.S. military at a place called Dulce Base in New Mexico. Now, in an article put out just a few years ago at Discovery.com, dated August 1st, 2019, by Joanne Faletto, titled, there is a secret underground alien base in Dulce, New Mexico. This base is a seven-level facility that is filled with subterranean aliens, human-like hybrids, and extraterrestrial technologies. We actually mentioned this uh, place a while ago in our two episodes about reptilians in Area 51 and about a guy named Phil Snyder. Um, he was a geologist and a construction consultant who supposedly was involved with some major projects at Dulce and Area 51 as well. Uh, then in the late 80s, Snyder came forward uh, with public presentation about a 1979 battle that happened there in which he claimed that 60 people, soldiers, I guess, had lost their lives in a firefight with aliens, possibly these reptilians, you know, possibly greys, I don't know. And that it was just one incident uh, out of many in an ongoing war that continues to this very day. If that is the case, could a being such as was seen in the Las Vegas incident, you know, be part of this bigger scheme? Now, strangely, Phil Snyder died in 1996 under some mysterious circumstances. It was ruled a suicide because he had a rubber hose, you know, wrapped around his neck three times, yet he owned a handgun. So you have to wonder why go through the trouble of hanging yourself like that, especially when you consider that, you know, he was missing fingers on his left hand, which would have made that a difficult effort. Yeah, supposedly he had three fingers that were shot off from his left hand in that very battle that he was talking about with the aliens in 1979. Now, he would go on to say, as uh, covered years later by Tara uh, McIsaac with the Epic Times, which is dated uh, April 7th, 2014, uh, Snyder said there was a war going on with aliens all over the world and that multiple countries are involved with it and that there are actually 129 bases, just like Dulce, that are all over the United States. And for the most part, even many of the high level officials in, in the government don't know where they are. This is something that's like super duper top secret. 
Yeah, now, about a month later, an anonymous uh, whistleblower came forward, a former government employee uh, of some sort, and he says that he had submitted classified evidence to various sources proving that there is a secret program in which alien spacecraft and alien bodies are being recovered, and that it has been going on for decades. Um, another whistleblower named David Grush is a former intelligence officer and claims the same thing, that the U.S. government has a secret program that does that. Grush stated, we're definitely not alone. Uh, when you recover something that's either landed or crashed, sometimes you encounter dead pilots. So believe it or not, as fantastical as that sounds, it's true. So I guess you have to wonder, why would these things be crashing? such that we would need to recover not only wreckage, but bodies. Could this be relevant to the so-called war going on between humans and aliens, uh, as was you know, explained by Phil Snyder? And more importantly, is what happened in Las Vegas that night also part of that same war scenario? Was that an object that we shot down? And we also have to look at this in the context of the the objects you know that were sent up and shot down over the U.S. and Canadian border uh, just a few months prior. Um, you know, that happened. Uh, that made the news. The Pentagon admitted to shooting something down that time and never said what it was. Um, this may have been just a PR effort uh, to say, you know, we have something on our airspace and we took care of it, just like the Chinese spy balloon, which they really didn't take care of until it actually you know, was out of the U.S. airspace uh, over the Atlantic Ocean. Now, perhaps a similar thing happened this time in Nevada, but this time the Pentagon is now staying silent. It's a different PR strategy. Um, and that does sound kind of bizarre and, you know, maybe stretching the, uh, you know, the, the limits here of what you could believe. But really, a lot of times that's exactly how you know, damage control is played out by the government over the occurrences of significant events. And that is the you know, only to release enough information that will serve a plausible political purpose and maybe even serve a, a, a political advantage if necessary. Well, that is how the government works, information control. And it's all government for that, uh, for that matter. Fortunately, here in the U.S., we have a good bit of freedom to uh, at least inquire into these things. Indeed. Now, it is important that we don't rush to any conclusions about this account uh, in Las Vegas. And I really can't stress that enough. But what we, what we have is not proof. Uh, it is not a smoking gun. It is a story given by people. And, you know, they believe it. Uh, they're, they're, not, they're saying it's not a hoax and we don't think it's a hoax. But we still lack any reliable evidence that there were these big ETs in the backyard. Uh, they saw something, probably. <laughs> Uh, that most likely is true, and we should never underestimate. But we should never underestimate the power of you know mass thinking, you know, of, of mass speaking and mass hysteria. Uh, a group can be a very powerful and persuasive thing, and individuals can easily succumb to the mood, desire, the action, and the belief of a group, as well as someone who is in a position of authority of a group. And we've seen that demonstrated in many social settings, as well as in many psychological experiments. So now, according to one of the uh, Local news stations in, in Vegas, I believe it's CBS Channel 8, the people who called in this crash and appearance of aliens said that they had video recordings from their cell phones and from their home security cameras. However, they were never, never able to present it. Um, supposedly, it never took. And no explanation was given other than that the cameras in questions just simply didn't work at that time. 
And then when asked to do a televised interview with reporters, uh, they refused to come to the door. So that's kind of suspicious. Now, granted, there is indeed evidence um, that we have. that There is the sound of a crash on one of the neighbor's ring doorbell cameras at a nearby house. Uh, there, there is the sight. Um, and so there is sight and sound. We have, we have that, you know, the sight of the object on the police body cam. We have both sight and sound. But beyond that, we have a lot of unverified witness statements about the creatures. And really, we don't even have any of their names of the people who reported this other than the guy who gave his first name of Angel. Now, Laurie, if, if you and I were investigating this, uh, we would we cannot obtain any names and we cannot obtain any formal statements from people about such a thing because they didn't want to talk to us. Um, uh, we would have to close this case as there would be no substantial leads or evidence. But with yeah. being said, you know, uh, we have to remember also Las Vegas Metro may very well have come across something from the body cam footage. Uh, there's no way to know. Others uh, may have seen that and knew full well about what had occurred. And, and that is why, you know, they later went to the house again and placed these um, post cameras, like, you know, pole, pole cameras, they call them, or surveillance cameras. And they put them around that house. And, and that, that actually did happen. Now, that's, that's a rec on record. So the statement they made about that because it was for the family's protection, you have to ask protection from what? <laughs> um, that's strange, right? And yeah. they, they aren't complaining about someone stalking them. They're complaining, they've complained about seeing something crash in their yard and about seeing creatures. Um, so again, that's, it's weird. You know, yeah, we don't have evidence, but there's something kind of weird about how this is being handled. You know, where those creatures set up the spot or I'm sorry, were those cameras set up to spot the creature uh, or the creatures? And no one says, but, you know, they were definitely looking for something, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think you're you're right about that. And uh, people are, are more and more, you know, wanting answers. Uh, some members of Congress want answers as well. Um, according to an article at theguardian.com dated uh, this past June 8th, the House of Representatives is going to hold a hearing on the whistleblower's UFO claims, the anonymous one I mentioned. Um, they are going, and pro probably Grush's as well, but they are going to investigate the claims that the U.S. government is harboring UFOs that are intact and partially intact alien vehicles. Um, there's there's another good source that we suggest you uh, you all look at, and it is called the Intelligencer. Uh, with the New York Magazine at nymag.com. There's an article by Matt Stilb, uh from June 7th and June 12th where he writes that David Grush has spoken again about UFOs visiting here and how they may be from another dimension. He also claims that the Vatican was and still is in on the whole cover-up. And he explains how there may be massive UFOs the size of football fields that have been seen by military personnel and have at times uh, been hostile. Supposedly, there are also some people who have mysteriously died while trying to protect these secrets. Yeah, I think Steve's uh, article was really the only one on intelligence that was worth reading. I have to say that I'm not really a big fan of New York Magazine, but you know his part in it was pretty intriguing and yeah, this is showing that um, there are a lot of people in Congress who are making a fuss about wanting to know more. Uh, this is uh, definitely being talked about at a congressional and um, you know, you know, government level, um, and we're seeing that more and more all the time. Sure. 
Um, but uh, something very strange is happening here and everywhere, really. Um, the Vegas incident and now all of this, I mean, which is only bringing up all the former claims made by others and you know topics that we and others have discussed um, many times. Um, I believe we are definitely not alone, and we all, we're about to witness even more bizarre occurrences. Soon we may be getting the announcement that many ships are arriving and will soon be appearing all over our skies. This this may just be the beginning. Well, I will say that I agree completely that there are going to be more stories and, and more documented incidents uh, about UFO encounters in the years to come. Uh, the, the data may not be showing us anything very tangible, no smoking gun at this point, but it is showing us that these things are happening uh, much more frequently, if nothing else. So that will do it for today, and we hope you all enjoyed this discussion. Uh, please feel free to give us your thoughts on this whole matter, um, whatever they may be, and let us know what your views are. Uh, we would love to hear from you. And uh, for next episode, we're going to discuss the UFOs and other strange phenomena uh, in Russia. Um, and if you think the, the stories that are coming out of the U.S. are bizarre and wacky, uh, the ones out of Russia are just you know, 10 times <laughs> that um <laughs> if you can even you know get any real reliable source um the, the secrecy is has been known to be a part of the uh the russian government for for decades um and for more information about that and other upcoming episodes please visit our website at www.aliantalkpodcast.com and view our july newsletter that we just put out uh, you can also read it on our facebook page as well we hope you check it out, and we wish a uh, safe and enjoyable Fourth of July to everyone. And to all of our listeners abroad, please have a safe week and join us again soon. Yes, for sure. Yeah, please have an enjoyable and safe week. Uh, stay curious, folks. <laughs>